Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. Boom. What's going on, solarpreneurs? Or as... They would say on other podcasts, what's shaking solarpreneur nation. So today we have a very special guest on here. He's uh, been overdue to come on the show because he is the one that got me in the solar industry from the beginning. So you could say he was the Adam of the solar industry and I came next. I was the Eve. So we're excited to have him on the show. His name is Dallin Pankeri. So Dallin, welcome to the show, my man. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Good to have you on. So I'll give you my uh, background on you and then you can kind of fill in the gaps and then tell how you right. got started in the solar industry. All right. But the way I got recruited is I was doing pest control and I had tried to get Dallin and I, we did our church missions together. So we were down in Columbia together. And so after we were both wanting to do cells, and I had already done this summer of pest control cells. So I tried to get him to come out with me to go sell pest control in North Carolina. Um, I was hitting him up. I think I hit him up four or five times. We were chatting on the phone. And I thought I was pretty close to getting him. But then at the last second, he said, no, dude, I'm going to go try out this solar thing. Sounds pretty awesome. This solar industry going on right now. And um, so I was disappointed that he didn't come out. I went out and I did pest control for the summer. I was just slaving away, knocking my doors. I think I made, I don't know, 10 grand or something for the summer. So it was like, okay, summer, but I was obviously knocking, you know, eight hours a day or whatever you're doing, pest control. So then at the end of the summer, I hit down up again and he uh, kind of asked him how his experience was. And he's like, yeah, dude, we were only knocking like, four hours a day and and then you I know you made way more than me but how much do you think you made that first summer that you did it uh that first summer I probably in the four months I probably pulled in like 40 a little over 40,000 40 grand in the four months compared to my meager 10 grand and he's only knocking four hours a day yeah so I'm like, okay, something's not right here. I got to go check out what this kid's doing, see what's going on with the solar industry. So the next you, summer... You were, you were a tough cookie to get out here, though. I remember I, we flew you out, and I had to take you on a helicopter ride. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. All over L- L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he took me out. He whined and dined me, especially after they dropped the money on me. I was like, okay, I can't not come out here now. <laughs> but uh, they got me out and gave me, a little, gave me a little taste of it. Saw him close a couple of deals, and I'm like, holy cow, this is really easy. And then the rest of his history came out that summer, and... Didn't make as much as a down here my first summer, but definitely made a lot more than pest control, and I knocked a lot less doors. So that's kind of how I got here. And so uh, 
Now let's hear how did you first, uh, I guess, what's your kind of background and your story? How'd you get into the solar industry? Yeah. So I, uh, I got back from our, our, uh, church mission and then I needed to make some money. I spent all my money to go on that mission. So it's pretty much broke as a joke. And so, uh, I had a good buddy that was Dan, down here, Daniel Cranford, um, called him up and he, he told me to come out and check it out. I came down and I really liked what solar did. Um, I believed in the product as far as it helping homeowners, helping the environment. And then you could also, for the amount of time that you put in, you could make an, an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of money. Um, and so that obviously caught my attention as well. And I put everything else on the back burner as far as um, finishing school because um, the opportunity was was too good. And the company that I was working for um, and still working for had a lot of growth uh, potential. So I decided to stick it out. And here we are five years later. Heck yeah. And both proud college dropouts here and uh, <laughs> still going at it. <laughs> but I always say, hey. I'm making more than I would have made doing my music degree, so yeah. could be making thirty grand as a band teacher right now, but might as well make way more living hitting it up on the beaches in San Diego, I heard, right? Yep, that's it. So yeah, it's been a good and I mean, yeah, we've both been managing the team here in San Diego. So Dal's been my 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 mentor and coached me on how to close more deals. So, uh, yeah, we've just been hitting up, building the team together in San Diego. We mm -hmm. came down here as just the two of us. What was that, like two years ago? Yeah, two, two and a half almost. About two years ago. It was basically just us two, and now we have we've been able to help grow the team to like 20 guys, about 20 guys right now. So definitely uh, closing a lot more deals and having a ton of success down here. So today we wanted to go through some of the secrets in Dow. He's been a heavy in, hitter in our company and I would say one of the top in the industry. Obviously, we don't have a record book of all the top people, but I know he's definitely up there. So Dow, what are some of your records? He's won, in our company, we have competitions called Iron Man. He's won two of those now, so that's like the top rep for how long the competition lasts. I mean, it's like two months. It's kind of a tournament style. But let's hear some of your records now. What's your records in the month and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, as far as uh, closing deals, uh, just over the last four weeks, I've closed um, 22 of them, 22 deals. And these are, are solar loans, not... not uh, and so it's... Um, yeah, closing a lot of deals, um, obviously helping a lot of homeowners. That's what I try to focus on more than anything is is just how many people can I help? How many people can I um, influence to make good decisions and uh, allow and empower them to uh, move forward with going solar? He's got to provide for his dog now. He's got a dog <laughs> and know he's uh, treating his dog well. So what was your 22 deals and... I mean, people can send us some messages, but as far as I'm concerned, I know that's definitely uh, pretty impressive, especially talking about solar loans. I don't know, uh, well, especially here in San Diego, if you've done more than that, we'd definitely love to hear about that because that's really awesome. So a ton of deals, and that's always been Dell's, I feel like, his superpower. He's just a machine when it comes to closing deals. He's won two of these Ironman competitions that we do in our company. Luckily, I was able to win one. The one time I was able to beat him. But yeah, I you sucker. Haven't been able to beat him <laughs> since. 
Okay, but uh, he's just dominating in that. I mean, he's had several weeks where he's closed six deals, which also super impressive, and he keeps pumping them out this week. I mean, he's got three already, had two yesterday. So that's what we kind of want to focus on is we want to hear what this kid is doing, what this machine is doing to close so many deals. So uh, today we're going to kind of go through Dowlin's closing process. He's going to walk us through some of his secrets that have allowed him to win all these competitions. I mean, he won a trip from Cancun. He's going to Cancun. Was that in July you're going? Yep. No? Yeah. Excited. Yeah. So you got the company trip. So uh, yeah, that's what happens when you when you pump out deals like that. So Dallin, walk us through some of your steps. What do you do? Just, I guess, getting in the home, what's kind of your steps to close the deal? And how, how do you think you've been able to have this much success? All right. Great question. Um, I feel like first, first off, as I'm prepping for a deal, um, I really try to get into the mindset before, um, before I enter the home. So I try to get to the appointment at least like five minutes early. Um, and I just get into a mental state. I, I, I prepare myself like I would if I was going into, um, I played a lot of sports in high school as I was preparing for a game. I would, I would get ready. I went, I don't nonchalantly go into a deal. Just, just, you know, hoping that things will work out. I go into, and I get myself mentally ready. So I feel like that's a huge, huge part about going into a deal. Um, and then as I, as I, obviously I, knock on the door and, and enter into the home, I first try to build the relationship. I feel like a lot of people know that step of, of um, closing a deal is you got to build that, a good relationship with the homeowner. If you're not doing that, then yeah, that's, that's probably one of the, the biggest keys of, of closing a, a really good deal. Now, this, the second thing, as far as um, after building the relationship, I try not to move on to anything unless I'm, I've become their friend. Um, and so once I become their friend, Next, I try to think of the way I, the way I think of it is like a race. If I started a race and I didn't really know where the finish line was, it'd be hard to continue to go through the race or it'd be hard to know what my goal is at the end. And it's the same thing with the homeowners. I want them to know that we're going to start this race together. We're going to start this process of me explaining everything. And there's a goal at the end of our meeting, and that's for you to decide if you are going to go solar today with me or not. Either one of those, and that, and I'll tell them. I'll, I tell them these things. I'm like, at the end of us meeting, you'll you'll know if you want to go solar with me today. And I make it really personal. I don't really make it on the company. I don't make it on, on anything other than with me because I am the face of the company. So that's who they think they're they're dealing with. And so um, before I start, I'm like, yeah. By the end of us meeting today, you're, you'll know for sure if you want to move forward with this or not. But there's only going to be one thing that I ask you, and that's what I'm telling the homeowner, and that's that you ask me as many questions as you possibly can. That way you can get a good understanding of it. And, uh, and what do you do? Like, So this has been a problem. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not just me, but mm-hmm. if people don't want to build a relationship, oh, yeah. they're kind of tough, or give, put, give them the time limit on you, stuff like that, what do you do to break them down and still try to build that relationship? That's a really good question. Um there are those there are those tough cookies um, that are just you know there's want to get straight to the point. Um, what I try to do is is mix in a little bit of the whole solar part, but in between building a relationship with them. So I try to give them a little bit what they're what they're wanting, but I'll be looking around their house. I try to find key indicators of what they're into, whether it's if I see like some pictures of 
France on or like the Eiffel Tower or if I see some pictures of some boats or some motorcycles or anything that's around the house, I'll be explaining solar and then I'll act like my attention gets caught by that certain thing and then start talking about it, hoping that they have some type of uh, serious interest into that item. Most people hang up things in their in their house that they're actually interested in. So most cases it works. And then it seems a lot more genuine as as far as wanting to build a relationship. Because then they, they see me explaining it and like, oh, well, hey, that's a really cool picture of that motorcycle. Sorry, that just caught my attention. What is there a story behind that? And then we'll obviously hopefully get a little bit more of a, a friendship um, status between us two because then as i'm presenting it they're not seeing me as the the salesperson they're seeing me as just a like a cool guy interesting guy that's there just to explain you know solar and then get them to make a decision and i and i and i try to be as as honest with them as possible and i tell them it's okay if you don't say yesterday but today you'll either say yes or no and so that way you you don't leave the end of the appointment saying Oh, this sounds great, but I want to think about it. You yeah. know, we, we all get those ones. Uh, yeah. um, but I try to eliminate that as much as possible. And I feel like if you start off from the very beginning with that, it helps out a bunch. Yeah, that's huge. And I think that's key, a huge key once we started implementing that in our company, just doing the whole pre-frame, letting them know what your steps are, that they're going to be making a decision at the end. Then it's a lot tougher for them to come back at the end and say, oh, I don't want to think about it. Then you just be like, well, remember at the beginning you told me that you told me that you'd be okay with making a decision either way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you still get some people that need to think about it, but definitely important. And then also something that helps me is if it is people that have a time time limit, put a timeline on it, flip it on them too. Be like, oh, I'm actually in a hurry myself. I got a dozen people out here that I meet with. So mm-hmm. I don't have much time myself. But then like Dallin was saying, yeah look for clues in the home. You got to be a de- detective in there. Look for clues, look for stuff you can talk about and build a relationship with those people. So yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a huge key. So step number one, build that relationship, then kind of pre-frame it. Think of it like a race, like mm-hmm. Dal is saying. So what do you do after that, Dal? What's your next and step? Then I, and then I go into the fact-finding as far as what their, their experience has been um, with solar. Um, here in San Diego is probably the the capital of of uh, solar as far as it being around here. SDG&E is probably one of the most one of the more expensive utility companies, and so solar has been around here for a while. So most people have either talked to someone about solar or know of someone that has solar, have looked into it themselves. So it's a it's a pretty saturated market. Um, if you're in other states, I know the East Coast is doing pretty good as far as solar goes. Maybe people haven't looked into it quite as much. But what you're trying to do is get as much information out of them. And so I ask them, so what are some of the benefits you want out of going solar? And I write them down. And instead of saying things like, okay, anything else? Because um, anything else, much like imagine you're getting a sandwich at Subway and uh, they're asking you what you want on your sandwich. And if they say anything else, it's not that inviting to keep on, well, say if you want like the cucumber, say if you want something else. It's not that inviting to ask for more things. But if you say what else, it's a lot more inviting as far as giving more information. And so if, if I ask them what benefits are you looking at uh, or what benefits do you want out of going solar, I just keep on saying what else until literally they can't say anything else. Like the, they're, There's nothing else they can say. And then I, I say what are your biggest concerns 
out of going solar and then just keep on saying what else and get as much as you can. So what you're trying to do here is pretty much you're asking them, how can I close you? You're going to focus on the things or the, the benefits that they really want out of going solar and you can really hit those. And then you know what their objections are going to be at the end based off of what their fears are. And so th that, that fact finding, um, part of the of the close is really crucial as far as how you want your conversation to go because if they're really wanting to to um you know be able to sell the house or something like that after going solar you got to make sure you hit on to those points and the benefits of selling selling your home with solar and so you're just pretty much your mate you're allowing yourself to know how to guide the the conversation as far as the close goes so then by the end everything's been covered there has there's no other other objections that can really come up um, and then when you get to the end of the close, there's really no reason why they, they shouldn't do it. Yeah, that step's key, and I think we started doing that morning. I mean, Grant Cardone talks about that all the yeah. time. Got to get the fact finding. Yeah, and write it down on your, your notepad, your notebook, whatever you're using. I think that's super important because mm -hmm. you get those written down. And then at the end, you can they can see that you're checking off their concerns or their questions as you answer them. And that's super key, writing them down and figuring out what you need to talk about. Like Dal said, it's just figuring out how they can be closed. They're giving you the key to the castle right there. All you got to do is put it in, unlock it, and boom, that's how you're going to close them. They're giving you their concerns up front. Yeah. So fact-finding, that's huge. And as far as like pre-filming it, like letting them know that they'll make a decision. Are you doing that before or after the so I I talk about it before just saying, and I do it in a soft way before saying like, yeah, you guys will know by the end of the day whether you want to do this program or not. Mm -hmm. Now, when I get done with fact finding, then I make it, I, I, it's almost like imagine our, the owner of our company, Thomas Schaefer, he's, he's a brilliant man, extremely intelligent. And he, uh, he, the way the way that he, he explains this is it's much like if you remember the video games like imagine Mortal Kombat I, I hope some of you have at least played Mortal Kombat I hope I'm not too old yeah. and so you have to go through these levels of bosses and so you have to beat one boss before you can get to the final boss and it's not like you can start off with the final boss you'll probably be beaten pretty quick but if, as you get better beating all these bosses so that's what we're trying to do as far as the close goes is you're beating one boss to get to the next boss and get to the next boss and so i do a really soft pre-close as far as before when i say yeah though you, you guys will know if this is something you want to do and then after the fact finding i make it a little bit harder of a close and be like all right so my goal is to is make sure to answer all these questions and address all your concerns well enough. That way you guys can move forward today and submit an application. If I'm not able to do that, it's 100% my fault. Does that sound fair? Yes. And then that, that sound fair part, there's no... As, 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 the person has to be logical, at least. But if any logical person will say, of course, that sounds fair. Yeah. There's, no, there's no way not to. And then right there, boom, you got the first close. You close them. Yeah. If they say if it sounds fair at the end, it, that's when all of a sudden my I, I I get into the mental state of okay it's closed now I just got to answer these questions. Yeah. And and obviously most of us in the in the solar industry can the solar is such a, a no brainer as far as as for the homeowner so there's really no question that they can, they have that would 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 uh, offset the reason not to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's key, getting those trial closes in, getting those mini commitments, and then, like he's saying, getting the fact-finding in. Yeah, and you'll be amazed at just what people will tell you. They'll give you the keys 
to being closed with as long as you do those steps. And that's going to set you up for a ton of, ton of success, beat those mini bosses like Dal saying. So that's the first steps. Get Like you're saying, get in that right mental state. And as far as before you're in the home, are you doing any type of like meditations or... I mean, I was watching The Office the other day, and you see Dwight on there, and what he does is he he uh, puts that music on full blast and bangs his head against the car and stuff like that. Are you doing anything like that, Dow, or what does your, uh, your, <laughs> your breathing look like before you yeah. in the house? Yeah, but my, when I'm sitting in the car, I'll do one thing. I'll be looking at their proposal. I'll look where the panels are going to be placed. Um we, when we book appointments, we get the usage before, or at least we do our best to get the usage before. So I pretty much know all the numbers. Um, that way I'm not like looking through my computer trying to find their numbers as I'm explaining. I get I, I memorize the proposal as best I can. And then I just get into the state. Uh, and I, you know, if you look, listen to Tony Robbins, he's really big on the positive affirmations, those types of things. And so there's times I'll, and it sounds really goofy. When I first did it, I, I felt, felt really uh, uh, silly doing it, but you know, I'll be in my car and I'll, you know, sort of yell, be like, I'm a good person. I'm going to help this family. Yeah. Um, these types of, I don't do that every time, but there's, if I'm really needing the extra boost of at least energy or, or positivity, those are the types of things I'll do. But more, more than not, yeah, I'll be listening to like a good podcast or, or I'll be lo- listening this to this podcast. Yeah, this podcast. this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then that way when I'm in, when I'm in the home, I'm sort of in the zone already, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go to be able to do all these things that I've just explained. Awesome. Yeah. So that's key. So that's kind of the pre things. So that's before you're getting into the body of all this. So those are keys that everyone needs, everyone should be doing whether you're closing deals online through, um, zoom calls, anything. I think it's key that you do those things no matter what. Mm-hmm. So let's get into Dell, kind of the body of it. So as far as, and it might be a little bit different depending on your market, but after you do the fact finding, everything we talked about, what what are you doing to kind of explain solar and get into the whole body of the seller? Yeah, yeah. So mo- most people, even here in San Diego, that have been uh, just inundated with solar, uh, they really don't know how how it works. They don't, and, and I'm not I'm not talking about like the how the panels change the electricity, the UV rays to, to electricity, all those things. I, I really don't understand all that. Um, but just how, how it works with the local utility company, um, what their relationship with their local utility company would be like, what their net energy metering laws are, and um, just just how how their whole the whole process of going solar. Not I'm, I don't talk about numbers at all. I don't talk about like what they're paying or anything like that. I, I, I just set up the stage. That way they can have a good understanding of solar because what you don't want is when you get to the end of the close, you literally want everything answered. You don't want there to be one doubt or one confusing part because that the fear of loss is obviously a lot. It has a lot greater motivator. What is it? What do they say? Three times the motivator yeah, as, like as the desire to gain. Yeah. And so you do not want, no matter how great the program is, if there's a lot of doubt in their mind or just even a little bit of doubt, you're going to get a lot more people saying, I need to think about it because they're just a little bit confused. And, and sometimes I've, I've noticed, especially when I first started, I didn't explain that well. And by the end, when I'm going for the close, they're like, well, well, how do I get bill with SDG&E now? Or how do I, what happens at night? You know, solar doesn't work at night. 
And so that's why I've, I've figured out to cover all those things first. That way they sort of know how their situation works with solar. And then they're not um, confused at the end. And pretty much by the end, they're going to be be pretty uh, well versed in, in solar. They're going to know, you know how it works and, and how their relationship is with the, the utility company and what's going to be happening. So then they're not confused as far as the solar goes. And I, th- I think that's a really key part yeah. on making a decision at the end of you meeting. Yeah. And something we talk about a lot in our company, and I think... Well, any sales guy, Grant Cardone, they always talk about tackling the objections before you get them. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's important. Is like Dow saying, everyone's going to ask the same common questions. Mm-hmm. Most people, even if they say they've checked out solar, you'd be surprised. Most people don't know how the basics of it, like how it works, if they'll have power during power outages, stuff like that. So I think it's important make that list of frequently asked questions, go through the basic stuff tackle beforehand because then they're not going to come up with those objections after then also just writing some of these basic details down because truth is i think people forget once you step out of the home so if you can at least summarize some of that stuff with them on a notepad or page of paper or something like that Mm -hmm. so that's done after the fact finding so that's you're just talking like kind of explaining the general how solar works, yeah. net metering stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and okay. and you're wanting them to get comfortable because what they're what they're especially after what you just did. Well, if you're following my my plan and and I and I'm coaching a few people to to help them close more more and they're getting better and better and the ratios are going up and up and and because after you do that pretty hard, it's not necessarily that hard of a, of a close pre close when you're saying um, you guys will submit an application with me by the end of the day. Does that sound fair? Um, there, there's a lot of pressure build up and they say yes and so now I'm sort of relieving the pressure of just how solar works because then you don't want them to mentally think okay this guy's going to close me you don't want them to be thinking that you're like oh okay this guy's like a shark he's going to close me yeah. so you sort of relieve the pressure with a little bit of just information as far as solar works it's not not invasive it's nothing too harsh or anything like that and then now they've sort of They've already made the commitment they'll make a decision at the end, but now they're not thinking of it as like this guy's a salesperson. So it's all a psychological thing is what you're really trying to do. But then obviously, like I was saying before, it is good to cover all your bases before you even get to the close. Yeah. Yep. So that's huge, that piece. And after that, I think it's important. You got to make them see the problem too. That's another thing we talk about in our closing process as far as what our company does. So just talking about the problems, mm-hmm. um, and most people know these things in San Diego. In San Diego, I think they have second, third highest rates in the country, something like that. So honestly, it's not like too tough to build the problem here, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But yeah, you got to build up the problems. So we talk about stuff like how the rates are going up and also showing them things. I think it's important to show them. We can say a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff can come out of our mouths. But I think Dow and I were probably the same on this, but I have a whole bookmark, a whole folder of bookmarks that anything, especially if they have concerns, I can show them things about their concerns too. So if someone has a concern about selling the home or if they have any doubts that the rates are going up, which they shouldn't, I can just, I mean, I can say it, but they don't just have to hear it from me. I can pull up 10 articles about it too. Exactly. And yeah, you don't want them to sit and analyze those things. I mean, I think... That's another uh, gray area, red area. You don't want people diving in. I mean, reading the whole article, but just show them like the headline, if anything. Be like, look, Zillow did a study. 
And yeah, we can even post some of these things in the show notes. But you got Zill, Zill studies, you Forbes, got the Forbes article, yeah. all sorts of articles. Um, we just make a folder, make a folder of all these things and save them so you can yeah. use them as ammo. Fill that quiver of arrows before you get in the deal. Exactly. That's another big thing. So do you need, do you do anything else to kind of build the problem in their mind stuff? Yeah, yeah. So what? And and especially with the solar loans, and this is why, like we we obviously we can do the PPAs and leases, which are really good as well. Um, but with solar loans, what I what I really love about them is is the difference between renting your power with the local utility company and owning. And so I, I really try to hit home on the on the part that whoever lives in this home, whether it's you or if you sell the house, whoever lives here, unless you and I always do the joke, unless like an Amish person bought your house. They, they give a little laugh there, but um, is going to be using electricity. And over the past, this home is, y'all ask them, when was it built? They'll say like in the 60s. Like, so like, okay, over the past almost 60 years, it's been renting its power from the local utility company. And it'll, it's going to go on forever. There's, there's never an end. And they provide, you don't want to down talk the utility company too much because homeowners or people tend to, if they're being sold, they tend to try to disagree with, the presenter or the person, the salesman. So you don't want to bash on the utility company too bad because then it just might leave a little bad taste in their mouth. Be like, Oh, of course you say that because you're the solar salesman. And so I always say, yeah, they provide a really valuable service, but it's just, you know, the fact is we'll continue to pay them. And it's not like, it's probably not breaking the bank for you. And some people it is, they're paying like five, 600 bucks a month. But, um, you know, it's not, you're not doing bad, but it's just something you'll always have to pay forever. And so I really build up on the, on the part where it's they're in a way they're already paying for it. They're already paying for solar or they're already paying for energy production, whether you're doing a PPA or lease, they're already paying for it. Um, there's just a, an alternative option that is drastically cheaper and then, uh, actually builds equity in the house and, and does a lot of benefits for them. Not only does it save them money, but I usually try not even focus on savings at all. I, I usually focus on the concept of solar and what it actually does for the home and the homeowner. And so that's what I, I sort of go into after I built built the uh, the relationship, pre-closed them a few times, explained their their their, uh, their relationship with the utility company, and then I go into what they're doing right now, and that's just renting their power. That's all they're doing, and it's not not a bad thing by any means. Um, but if they continue to do it, they're going to spend X amount of dollars, and and then it's going to continue to go up and up and up, and and so there's an alternative, and then that's where I jump into what what we do for them. And so you got yeah, you do have to build up the problem because if there's no problem, there's no need to change. And so it, and sometimes they don't realize the problem just because it's what they've been doing for their whole life. There's no okay. there's no other option. If you didn't know there was another option, then why would there's no way you could change? Sure. And solarpreneurs, don't be afraid to build up along with an inventory of links and articles um, just to assist you in explaining stuff like that I was talking about. Don't be afraid to use stories, bring up specific homeowners, bring up specific oh, people. Yeah. Helps a ton, and it breaks up kind of the monotony of just a deal. You got kind of right, lane, right brain, left brain stuff. So we're giving them a lot of facts to think about, but I think what's important too, bring up, give them some examples so I have go-to stories that I use. I'm sure Dell does too, but just people in the past. So maybe if you're trying to build the problems, you talk about Joe down the street. Yeah, Joe, his bill was like $100 last year, but this summer it actually got up to like 600 
and it was because of the fires that they're making us pay for, stuff like that. Just use little examples throughout, mm-hmm. and especially if they know those people, that's going to give yeah, you a huge credibility. credibility. Yeah. Credibility. So stuff like that. And yeah, part of what we're trying to do, and it's probably more even more important in other markets, San Diego people tend to always save money going solar. But other markets, the truth is a lot of times people aren't going to save money going solar. It even happens in San Diego. We get people on discounts or they need roofs done, stuff like that, where they're not going to save money. So at that point, we're really pushing hard just the renting versus owning concept that they're going to own their power plant on the roof and then they're going to be able to have an end to paying that bill versus paying 60 years, like Dal was mentioning. Okay, so that's huge, getting that problem, using stories to illustrate those problems and the solution. And we're, I don't know about Dal, but we're also drawing stuff on the notepad here. Oh, yeah. Um, again, writing out the examples, writing out little summaries of things. So after you go through all that, um, what's your process of jumping into the numbers and actually showing them their new bill and kind of the comparison of that, Dell? Great question. And so what I, what I go into is I, I write down what they're paying on average. So this is once I built, so like I was saying before, is I try not, I do not sell on savings by any means because that's the best way to get them interested in price shopping. Um, so if you want them to do price shopping, then yes, focus on savings. Um, if you don't want them to do price shopping, then focus on what your specific solar plan will do for them. Um, and so I jump into what they're doing right now um, with this. So I'll say they're paying $150 on average, we'll just say. So I write down the $150. And then I say, okay, right now you're paying $150 a month. And like I said, it's not breaking the bank. You're not doing not doing too too bad for you. I'll show how many kilowatt hours they're using, um, which I explained before uh, when I go over how how solar works and with the, the kilowatt hours. And then I'll jump into how much they're going to be spending over the next 20 years. It's just it, so if you stay with SDG&E or the utility company, um, and we'll say SDG&E doesn't go up at all. Say they stay the exact same mm-hmm. over the next 20 years. You're going to spend, and I, I have a little spreadsheet, and it just shows the the amount that they're that they would pay so we'll say it's like 400 i mean 40 we'll say fifty thousand dollars so you're gonna spend fifty thousand dollars and that's that's um guaranteed you know that's what that's what you'll pay um that's if they don't go up at all too and then i'll i'll say so that you can pretty much count on fifty thousand dollars leaving your bank account over the next 20 years not a big deal because you're obviously purchasing uh electricity it's nice so what we do with our program is we would put up, and then obviously I don't know what type of programs you're using. Do you want me to do it like my specific, the, what we specifically do? Yeah, just okay. give my example. And so what we do is we would put up the solar on the roof for no cost, so there's no out of pocket money. So you and I give them the and I give them a, a literal uh, explanation, like so your neighbor down the road who just signed up, we'll say Joe, um, Joe Smith, <laughs> um, he. He just, uh, they just decided to move forward with the program and they're getting installed in about, uh, I think it was in June 13th was their install date. And, and so it'll be installed and no money's left their pocket. You have the exact same amount. Now it's going to start producing all your electricity. So you see these kilowatts, you used 6,000 kilowatt hours last year. The system's going to produce 7,000 kilowatt hours. So it's actually going to produce a little bit more. And then since we're producing all your electricity, I try to make it super simple. Like I want to make it so that a, a 
third grader could somewhat understand it, right? And like since now it's producing all your electricity, we eliminate what you pay the utility company. So now you don't pay them anything. And once again, I'm I'm not going to go into numbers. I don't go into savings. And I just explain the process or or the concept of what this would do. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we give you a much cheaper or if if I'm not if it doesn't save me money, I'm, we're going to give you a different bill that's going to do a few things for you. One is this new bill is never going to change; it's going to stay the exact same. And so I know we were just saying SDG, this is how much you'd spend over the next twenty years if you stuck with them. They didn't go up. More than likely, they will go up. So let's and I'll change it in my spreadsheet where it'll go up like two or three percent a year. So I'll say this new bill will never change; it's going to stay flat. So which is awesome. Two is it's actually going to produce just a bit more electricity than what you've used historically. You don't go hog wild or anything, but it's more than what you were using historically, which is really nice. And then three, now this new bill, not only is it getting you the same amount of electricity, actually a bit more electricity, but it's going towards owning your own power plant sitting on your roof. So instead of, because right now you're already paying for a power plant, it's just not yours. Mm-hmm. You're paying for SDGs or the utilities company's power plants. Sure. And you're paying yeah. for their lines. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking your same money you were spending before, but actually putting it towards your own power plant that's sitting on your roof. Mm-hmm. And at over the next 20 years, instead of paying SDG&E, or the utility company. Sorry, I keep on saying SDG. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what we, we San Diego. Yeah. Gas and electric. Whatever. Um, instead of paying the utility company, you've just been paying yourself. And at year 20, you own the system. Compared to if you stuck with the utility company at year 20, you'd still be paying. Um, unless they decided to give you free electricity. But we all know that probably won't happen, right? And yeah. they get a good laugh out of them there. Mm-hmm. And then at year 20, you then own the system. You don't have any electricity bill. You've built equity in your house the entire time. You built equity into the system. And the panels that we use, they have a 30-year power production guarantee. And so they're guaranteed to produce for another 10 years at, at least. Mm-hmm. More than likely, it'll be, they'll last much, much longer than that. And uh, so I, I, give them, I have them under, try to understand the concept. Mm-hmm. And I really try to have them understand they're already paying for it. There's, there's, there's nothing that they're... They're already putting money out every single month, but they're putting it in someone else's pocket. They're putting it into the pocket of the utility company. And so now they can put it into their own pocket. Okay. So now, based off of everything I've said, I, I want them to be sold on the idea without okay. even talking about savings. Even if it was 30, 40, 50 bucks more a month, yeah. most people, that's why people buy homes instead of leasing homes or renting homes, is because mm-hmm. most, most time you can rent a home cheaper than what your mortgage would be, unless the market's really low. Sure. And so here in San Diego, much cheaper to, to rent a house than to buy a house. Sure. But the reason why they buy the house is because they want their mortgage to be paying off their own mortgage, not to pay off someone else's mortgage. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest keys, like Dal was saying, and get them to understand that. And again, use the examples, use people. I always bring up the, there's a Chinese deal that I had, a guy that was only using 20 bucks worth of electricity. I think his name was like Ling or something. But uh, I bring that up with people. I'm like, look, your neighbor Ling, he was only paying like 20 bucks for electricity, but he had to pay $70 to be able to do this program that we're doing. And the first like, what, that idiot, why would he do that? But I'm like, the reason why Ling did it is because the same reason he bought his home, he was paying 1500 to rent a home. Now he's paying three grand to own his home. 
So it makes sense. Why not do the exact the exact same for electricity? And that's why Lean did it. So you can use examples like that and get them to see that it's not as much about the savings. That's when you see the light bulb go off in their head. Mm-hmm. And also, like Dal was saying, I would suggest using some sort of spreadsheet. We use a spreadsheet, but just something to illustrate those numbers. It makes it a lot more real to them, I think, whether you're selling a loan or PPA. I think if you can show them a breakdown of those numbers in that way, then it does get them to understand it a lot better. Okay, so that's kind of the body of it, just going to the problem and then giving them the solution, using the examples like we mentioned, and then using the spreadsheet to break it down. And then I think that's kind of the main body of it. Um, and then after that, what are you doing? I know we're, we're building some value and some specific things that our company does. So what's some things you do just kind of build the value in? Is of, that, what, of what we do specifically? Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of your step yeah. after that? Is, well, no, no. And then, then my step after that is then I go into the numbers. Gotcha. And so I try, I try to um, build it up as far as as far as showing the sh- savings or, or telling them about the savings. Is I don't make it that big of a deal as far as the savings go, and I let the savings speak for themselves. Because you know, there's some people that save ten bucks a month, or some people that save. 180 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month obviously depends on the size of the system Mm -hmm. and so i let them let them decide how how they want to react to the savings um but then yeah i go into the numbers i explain all right so this is what your new bill would be depending on what you do with the federal tax credit and i explain the tax credit to them um they can decide to either roll it into the system or or keep it Mm -hmm. they do whatever they want um the type of financing that we use there's an 18 month uh I call it the promo rate, but I don't mention to that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just talk about what their bill would be, depending on what they want to do with the tax credit. And most times, when if they keep the tax credit, it gets close to what they're paying now, or they'll pay a little bit more than what they're paying now. But then they got to keep, you know, like seven, ten grand for. It's like they want it on the prices right or something like that. Yeah. You know? um, and then, um, so I go over the savings. After that, and I explain how the savings work. And so this new bill, say if their bill is 150, we're going to bring it down to 120, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain how this bill will never go up. And I explain the benefits that I did before, how I said, okay, you'll, we'll, you'll get a new bill, this, and luckily it's cheaper. It's awesome. You get to own your own power plant. It's cheaper than what you're paying the utility company, which is an awesome, awesome thought. Mm-hmm. This new bill is never going to change. It stays the exact same. So as SDG is charging 150 now, next year, and I show them the graph, it's going to be like 155. The year after that, it's going to be like 160. Mm-hmm. This is still 120 the entire time. Year 10, when it's, look, it's all the way up to $210 in 10 years. This is still $120. And then I go to the end of the 20 years. I'm like, and then as well, at year 20, it's still $120. And then after year 20, free electricity compared to you'd be paying like $210. Or you know whatever two hundred and fifty dollars I don't know what the number would be, mm-hmm. and then and so and then the next ten years you're getting free electricity guaranteed and that's all backed by we are the people that manufacture our panels is Hyundai and so we the Hyundai's backing that that warranty mm-hmm. and then um, I, I I explain how how the savings work and then and then it's like one of those things if you ever see the infomercials they always ex, they like explain the benefits mm-hmm. and then they'll explain the price. And then you have to add another benefit afterwards. You can't explain the price and then go for the close because then they ju- they're just thinking about the price. Yeah. If you explain benefits, then you do price, and then you go down to more benefits and then go for the close. Now they're not even thinking really about the price or anything. They're just thinking about all the benefits and the savings. Yeah. 
And so then I go into the benefits of what we do specifically, which which um, we clean the panels yearly. We give them the microinverters, and we can uh, they can monitor the system panel by panel. Um, free move team assist if they ever sell the house, we come out and help them sell the house. All, all these things that that we do specifically, and you know, and, and you can obviously throw in your own. We give them Nest thermostats. You know, you're, you're just trying to. You're just trying to make it almost where they're like, okay, yes, I want to do this. <laughs> you're, you're, they're, they're, you're, you've eliminated everything um, from their mind why they wouldn't do it. And then, so yeah, so I keep it. And then once I've built enough value as far as wanting them to, and I feel like they're in it, and I won't, I, you don't want to do the, the close too premature. But if you're seeing the reaction from them on what they're thinking, what type of questions they're asking, if they're asking buying questions like, okay, well, when would this get installed? Okay, um, oh, what if we decided to keep half the tax credit and put half the tax credit in? Like, what would the numbers be? Mm-hmm. All those all those questions, those are great questions. Obviously, answer them, but you're just getting closer and closer and closer to close. And finally, when I get to the close, I take it away. Okay. <laughs> take away key. I take everything away from me. Like, yeah. So honestly, guys. So this is this is how the program would work. Do you want me to go into the closer? What other? Do you have another question? Um, no, I think that's about it. So that's the body of it. So the yeah, the next step is the close. So yeah, just give us a couple examples of like how you close, and then, and then maybe some things to build urgency. And then yeah. End up with that. Yeah. So. I go into the close um, urgency. As far as the urgency goes, I try to build urgency throughout. The uh, the and I should I should have been a little bit better on that as far as explaining everything. But during during the close, I do try to build energy on like net energy metering, the tax credit. Um, get especially right now. Right now is a great time to be selling solar because it's right before the summer months. Yeah, you're just that's what what you're hitting on is just saying, hey, your summer months it's getting up to like 200, 250 bucks or three hundred five, whatever their their bills are. Mm-hmm. So we would love to have this up there before those those bills hit, and so those those types of urgency things you can, and you can include them in the end too. But I'm also trying to mention those during during the entire presentation. Yeah. And so when I get to the to the close, I do two things: I do a takeaway, and then I also do a benefit. And so that way, it's it's a double combo. I take it away, saying, "Yeah, we don't know if you would be even approved for this program. There's an application with our financer that lets us know if you're approved." Yeah. So you take it away from them, but then I say, all right, and then, but they do this cool promotional rate and that's for, for submitting the application, getting the ball rolling today is they give you the first 18 months, no matter what, even if you guys decided to keep your tax credit, if you, even if you wanted to pocket that eight grand and go buy that boat, I see, I, obviously you were telling me about the boat earlier or tie into something of the relationship that we have. Yeah. Even if you want to keep it, the first 18 months will be the cheaper bill, even if you decide to keep it. Mm-hmm. Now, after the 18 months, if you have put in the tax credit into the system by that time, then it stays the same. Or if you've decided to keep and use it for the for something else, then it would be that little bit bigger number. But you you at least get the first 18 months and you get to keep the tax credit. Nice. And so I throw the, throw the benefit in there. Okay. And so I say you have to submit the application today and then you get the benefit of the 18 months. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I even throw in a little bit more of saying, yeah, and, and don't get mad at me or anything like that. If you don't, if you don't get approved, it's pretty hard to get approved. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I, you know, I'll, I'll do something like that sometimes and it'll be a joke. Most times I'll do it in a joking way. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then we also have to come and inspect the roof to make sure the roof's good enough for us to, to come and install it. Cause we, we take care of the roof, right? mm-hmm. all the roofs that we install on. And so we just got to make sure it's in good enough condition as well. Okay. And I'm like, does that, does that sound fair? And then look at them in the eyes, shake your head. And the next person who talks loses and you just sit right. there and you let them decide and you'll get, you'll get the wife and the husband look at each other and they'll say, okay, yeah, should we do this? Mm-hmm. And usually one or the other is more sold than, than once more sold than the other. And so usually the more sold one be like, yeah, I think we should do it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that, boom, you have your iPad ready. You'd be like, all right, we can just get the application started. Hand them the iPad. And then as soon as you get that, the iPad in their hands and they're filling it out, go back to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Go back to what you're, you've been talking about before. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's key. You're giving them some sort of incentive. And most people that are using, um, we use LoanPal in our company. I know a lot of companies are using that. Anyone that's using LoanPal should have that 18-month promo period, where most other financiers do have that. But if you're selling leases, PPAs, figure out some sort of benefits that you can tie to doing an application right now. I think we found a lot of success in that, giving them some sort of reward to do it right now. I mean, it's like the car dealerships or anything you're selling. you got to have them. you got to provide some sort of reason for them to act now. And then like Dow was saying, just be sprinkling putting the sprinkles of urgency on throughout. There are tons of reasons to do it right now. Yeah, we use that the summer months are coming up. We use that the tax credit is expiring. Federal tax credit is down to 26% this year. Um, I don't know about next year. Or yeah, next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, just using things like that. And you don't have to tell them exactly when the tax credit is gone. But all you need to say is the tax credit is expiring soon. So let's just get it in. Let's get everything locked in, grandfathered in, so nothing changes. And then, boom, you're on to the application. So that's kind of our closing process. Mine is very similar to similar to, to Dell's here, so that's why I wanted to have him on so we can kind of talk about what we're doing together. So that's pretty much the basics. And I know we could be here all day talking about, like, objections and other things that happen. But uh, any final things you want to say about what you're doing, Dell, that have really helped you close more deals? Yeah, and I think the uh... – so out of, out of out of my my cancellation ratio is really low. Um, yeah. I have this year um, I'm at like seventy deals and I've had three cancels. Incredible. And so the um, what what I like to do after because closing the deal is awesome. We all love closes, but we also hate to get that call saying, "Oh, we actually want to think about it," or. Oh, we want to get a few more quotes, those types of things. We we all hate those types of calls. Mm. And so the very next day, I always show up with a gift basket. Um, and typically, when I show up with a gift basket, whether they're there or not, I'll leave it. But um, if they are there, I I come inside. I, I make sure if they have any questions, I cover them. Um, that little, that, you know, 30 bucks you spend on a, on a gift basket and that 20 minutes you spend just to cover everything. A lot of times I show up and they have questions. Mm-hmm. If those questions weren't addressed, they lead to doubts, doubts lead to cancels. True. 
And so that's really helped as far as closing a lot of deals, but then also retaining them. Because I know there's a lot of people that can close a lot of deals, but then they, they cancel at the end, you know. So, sure, yeah, sure. And so we want to make sure everyone's closing, but then they're sticking at the end. And so that can be the follow-up's really crucial, and then that's also a great time to be asking for referrals. Sure. Yeah, that's huge, and that's something Dow's definitely blowing out of the park too. It's not typical to have such low cancellations that I hear of, so yeah. Do something like that. We're also putting in the Nest thermostats, using that as kind of an anchor. Yeah. Get them excited about putting in a thermostat. That's kind of a product that they have that they're looking forward to using. So that, and then like Dow's saying, figure out something, some reason you can possibly go back the next day and just follow up with them. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of services too. I know I've kind of used these, but got the edible arrangements. You can even call those out. Um, just call an order by phone and they'll do, deliver them straight to the doorstep. So stuff like that, it's going to really anchor them, keep them, keep them solid and reduce your cancellations. Exactly. So guys, that is our closing process and Dell is definitely a juggernaut. I would call him the, the Thanos of solar. <laughs> He's a powerful Titan here. We just went and saw Avengers last week. So we got yeah. that on our mind. Yeah. Or you call him the Night King. I guess we got well, No, I don't want to be him. Okay, no. No, Arya Stark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Closing. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to uh, reach out to Dow, I know he'd be more than happy to share more of what he's doing. So Dow, where can people find you on social media and all that? Yeah, yeah. You can look me up on Facebook. Um, Dallin Pancarry. It's spelled, my last name is spelled P-N-C-H-E-R-I. It's a hard last Chicken name. name yeah. uh, and then my, my uh, username on Instagram is Dallin P5. Yeah, reach out to me if you ever have any questions. I'm I'm coaching up a few people right now, um, and there's been a lot of success as far as their closing ratios improving. And so I'd love to help out anyone that needs needs any help. Yep. So be more than happy. Reach out to us and Solar Printers. We're just trying to help people take their income, take their closed deals, take their cancellation rates down. We're trying to take that all to another level. So if you enjoyed this podcast, go and let Dallin know that you appreciated appreciated his words of wisdom today and for being on the podcast. And Dal, any final advice you have for our solarpreneurs before we say goodbye? Uh, just stay positive out there and work hard. It's a great time to be selling solar. Um, we're really this type of industry is going to change the world in the next thirty to forty years. There's going we're going to be the pioneers of it. And when we look at the world in 30, 40 years in every home and everything's ran off of solar, you can say you were the start of it. So be, take pride in it. Take pride in what, what we do. And it's really amazing what we're able to offer offer out there. Yep. True, true, true. Well, Dal, thanks for being on the show. Hit us up if you have any questions. And until next time, we'll say goodbye. So thanks again, Dal. Thank you. Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.